gentlemen, standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callus. Yes, coming to you live from McKinney, Collin County, Texas, we are here to talk about uh, McKinney, Texas on the 21st of November, 2022. All right, by now, most of you know that we still don't have answers for the federal elections, to which I say... Nobody cares. I mean, look, leftists are going to leftist, progressives are going to progress, and conservatives are going to fail to conserve. We have to focus on what's going on out our backyard. That means every local race needs to get our attention. Every municipal race needs to get our divine attention. Now, we're very blessed in Collin County, Texas. We have an entire slate of I will use the term good Republican, and yes, that has a double meaning, but a good Republican, complete commissioner's court. By and large, they are very tight with spending money. By and large, they are conservative, and by and large, they respect the autonomy of the people that live within the community slash county. We have a... uh, Community College Board, which is marginally conservative. We really need to replace probably two of those people on there that are just a little too leftist for everybody's best good. One of the unique things that seems to get lost on many liberals, and I'm going to use the term liberal as separate from a leftist, being that you know somebody that's a liberal is concerned about individual rights, Um, maybe thinks there should be some government intervention, but they don't sign on to the full leftist or progressive agenda. And if, if the people that were there were just slightly liberal, that'd be one thing. But the people that are there, they respect difference of opinion. They encourage conversation. They have debates and discussions on issues and how things should be done. And we're really quite happy with what the school district, the Collin College District, if you will, has done over the last decade or so. But with the indulgence of wokeness and the actions of the progressives, probably need to reinforce just a little bit. Some of our guys are getting kind of old. They may be getting ready to tap out. So we need to bring in some fresh blood, some other people that are willing to protect liberty, protect The idea that a community college is there at the behest of the community to serve the community, not to sponge off the community. So there's there's a little bit at play there, some interest, right? Then we have all of our local school boards. And in case you aren't aware, Princeton flipped. That's right. Princeton now has a conservative majority. Wiley ran a tight race. And the best I can say is we'll get them next time. I have no idea what's going down in Plano. I weep for Plano. Their their municipal leaders have led them down the primrose path of progressive destruction, and they may not be able to recover. That leaves the job even that much more on the shoulders of Allen and McKinney to balance out Plano and, quite frankly, Frisco. Frisco's all but lost, but... We have two shining lights that got on the school board this last go-around. 
And, quite frankly, we expect that we'll pick up one to two more on the next go-round. Frisco is not completely lost, but I will tell you, until the folks out there realize that they cannot spend themselves into success and adding more debt does not come without an additional cost, it's going to continue on down that path. When you bring in large numbers of people that are either from a foreign state, a foreign country, or just quite frankly, are really used to being told what to do by other people, that's just not a good recipe for independence and sovereignty. Now, we say we want to educate people this. We say we want to bring people up in this. There are large uh, numbers within the conservative movement that believe on this whole proposition nation nonsense. There's something to be said for it in the sense that we believe that individuals have rights. We believe that they're endowed by God. And we would like for everybody to agree with us. But there's also the flip side of a nation are the people that are here. A nation are the people that work for it and build it. And quite frankly, you've got some history here. You can't go ahead and transport a whole bunch of other people here and dom them. Or uh, what's the word I want to say? Uh, knight them as good Americans and expect them to think, behave, and act as if they were culturally American. Now, the problem is the American culture has been so degraded and so warped by the people that were asleep at the switch on the government schools and that they've allowed for two or three generations now to go through and get fed the progressive milk. And then when they went to college, the progressive meat of you should hate yourself if you're white. You should hate yourself even more if you're a white man, and God forbid you're a Christian. Oh, no, no, it's not everywhere, it's not all the time, but it's there. It's underlying. And it's not doing anybody any good. It's the flip of what we dealt with, you know, 50 or 60 years ago when people were thought that they were less than because, quite frankly, they were in previously in a situation where they were treated as such. And we got past that. We expected more to that. And we worked off the idea that a man was not confined to be something forever, that their life could be improved, that their, their um, cast, if you will, where they started was a permanent situation. This is not India, right? You don't get there and never, ever can move out of it. You're not forced or indentured to a lifetime of being in a set social stratus. People can move up and unfortunately people do go down and that's part of the American culture. And you know, when you look at things like that and you see how that plays out, you got to ask yourself, why are they spending so much time trying to convince us that everything in the past was bad? Everything that happened was terrible and that only one certain group was at fault for that and they must be punished. They must be dealt with. They have to be basically excommunicated from existence as far as humanity because of all the terrible things they have done. It's an interesting situation. And when you look at how that plays out, it directly relates to the stuff that goes on in the school board. So in McKinney, we have a school board and, you know, I've been harsh at times. At times I've been forgiving. I'm trying to be gracious. I I want to believe the best of these people. I really do. But I can't help but wonder 
how you can turn a blind eye or how you can pretend that corrosive, destructive teaching methods are being employed within the school district. Now, if you honestly believe that it's not or that it's a it's overblown or exaggerated, well, then I would say you're guilty of not bothering to do your job. You're not looking into it. You're not the least bit curious. Now, some of that is you have to trust the people that are in place. You have to defer to the so-called experts. But if they have a vested interest in putting forth this stuff, don't you think you ought to second guess it? Don't, don't you think you ought to do a little due diligence? Don't you think that you ought to wonder, well, why is it that these things are going on and why are we pretending they're not? Now, this is the difference between a curriculum and a praxis. I've talked about this before. The curriculum is the actual written things that they're supposed to communicate. The praxis is the method of which how, how they do it and what they teach and how they teach as opposed to not necessarily the actual written stuff that they're going to communicate. All right. So when we pretend that there's a distinct difference, that there's nothing negative there, again, is it incompetence? Is it ignorance? Is it just an unwillingness to do the job that you signed up for? I don't know. I don't know. And whether we need to lay this at the feet of the superintendent or whether we need to give the superintendent a pass because he's just doing what he thinks or what he's been told is best for his district. I don't know. But the guy is where the buck stops. And he only answers to essentially four people. That's right. Four people out of seven determine whether or not his contract is going to be renewed. Four people out of seven determine what his future is. Now, I don't know what the right answer is. All I have is a whole bunch of questions. And the guy is very good at dodging responsibility, very good at dodging a straight answer when it's convenient. So one asks, well, why is the school board refusing to follow up on this stuff? Why is the school board refusing to actually give a direct answer? Okay, well, there's any number of reasons why that might be, but one wonders if perhaps they're concerned about their futures. Maybe somebody had to talk to them. Maybe, maybe somebody let them know this is how things are going to go. I don't know. I mean, you've got at least three of them that go to First Baptist. And I talked about this before. Maybe they're fake Baptists. We know they're fake Republicans. So, I mean, what's the answer here? Well, the answer, the most direct answer is we go after them in the election. We find people that are going to run against them and we force them to answer some tough questions. We force them to quit hiding behind the dais, right? We force them to be accountable for what they've done or in this case, not done. The only way we can do that is if they have a challenger. The only way we can make that happen is if they have to actually face a consequence in a, an election. So I ask you, are you comfortable with just constantly putting the same people back and accepting that there will never, ever be a change? There will never, ever be an improvement. I'm not. I find it very problematic that they refuse to address these things. And again, I've talked about this in the past. You know, we've got... 
at least two people that maybe just need to retire. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. I mean, at some point in my life, 25 years from now, that will likely be me. But it's very hard to lead and be in charge if you're not even sure what day it is. Now, I know when some of us are hard charging around or whatever else, we might temporarily forget, oh, that's right, it's Tuesday, not Wednesday. Or we might think to ourselves, what is the date again? But it's not because we don't know. It's not because we have forgotten. It's just that there are 50 million other things going on. But at that point, when two things going on is too much for you, perhaps that's a good sign that you need to step down. I'm not saying it to be mean. It's just an observation. It's life. At some point, you need to retire. Airlines do it. It's only elected offices that apparently you never have to do it. Funny how that works. And while we're at it, I would be really interested to know if you work at a church, how do you tell your employer, well, you know, that pornography stuff, it's its really not that bad. And, you know, it doesn't matter that's in front of fifth graders. There's really nothing to worry about there. It's not that big a deal. And, and worse yet, if you're the church, how do you sell that to your congregation? How do you as a pastor, as a shepherd, sleep at night knowing that's going on? I'd be really curious how that plays out. If you've got multiple people in your uh, flock right, in your congregation, that they're actually promoting sexually deviant behavior to minors. How are you as a pastor okay with that? Inquiry minds want to know. I mean, look, we've got two companies out there that ostensibly run on family values or Christian values and say that this is how our companies are written and this is how we do our business. You know, that being the Hobby Lobby Mardell's situation there and Chick-fil-A. So I'm just curious. Is Chick-fil-A corporate kosher with the idea that one of their owners is protecting pornographic, pedophilic material being provided to minors? I mean, inquiring minds want to know. It might be interesting to see what corporate thinks about that. I wonder if anybody's going to maybe send a letter or an email just questioning. Hey, you know, are you are you comfortable with this? Do you think it's a good idea? Never mind the alphabet soup stuff. I mean, as an adult, if you want to make choices to live a sinful life, that's fine. But when you're pushing that on children, you're making it available to children, defensive minors, that's kind of a problem. And it's really illegal unless, of course... You claim the education exemption, which should never have existed in the first place because I at a complete and utter loss why that needs to be taught to a five-year-old or an eight-year-old. Tell me, what good is gained from that? You may have seen that Frisco ISD actually censored, censored, not censured, censored a parent who was reading the very material that they provided in the library for their students because it was inappropriate. Yet they provided. So one wonders if they're going to continue to do the same thing in McKinney ISD and why we should be okay with it. 
why is that not troublesome? And then it's a curious event that you have a guy that's essentially a satanic priest, for lack of a better understanding, because I don't know the guy, I've not met the guy, and I hear conflicting stories, but he comes in and trumpets the idea that he's destroying this child for his best life now, or her best life now, because I'm not even sure anymore whether it's a boy pretending to become a girl and a girl pretending to become a boy, but apparently that's a-okay. I'm confused. How is that a good thing? How is it that you don't let that child go through puberty and become an adult before they decide they can do irreparable damage to their physical body? I don't understand. What parent thinks that's a good idea? Hey, but the good news is the satanic parent, he's hanging with the leadership of our city council. He's hanging with the leadership of our school board. And, oh, not to mention that, you know, he and Angie Beto are good friends. Oh, you know that Angie Beto that runs that McKinney pack that's supposedly bipartisan and also has our mayor as a leader on it. So three, three peas in the same pod. If you ask me, I'm just curious. Are you comfortable with that? And, and again, ostensibly some of these school board members go to a Baptist church and at least one of them works at the Baptist church. I wonder what their congregation or their pastor think about the fact that they're hanging out with a Satanist and protecting him from what he's doing to his child. I'm just curious. How is this okay? Why is this appropriate? I know it's 2022 and all, but typically we don't abuse children and nobody's okay with abusing a child and somehow it's a free pass. Somehow we put mixed genders or mixed sexes in the same overnight trips and everybody's just supposed to be okay with it and turn a blind eye and pretend it didn't happen. Well, I'm sorry. I had two daughters, and if I found out that a boy was hanging out with my girls when they were that age, and it was under the auspices, well, you know, they really thinks he's a girl, so it's okay. No, no, it's not. It's most definitely not, and I really want somebody's head on a platter, metaphorically speaking, and we could barely get a whisper of this problem. We could barely get anybody acknowledge that this is going on. Hey, but don't worry, we'll have Mayor Fuller jump in and protect us all. That's right, the school board's awesome, the school board's doing a great job, everything's great, Rick McDaniel's the best leader ever, and nobody should ever question anything that's going on because there's nothing to see here, and you rabble, you don't deserve to be here, you're not worthy of the air you breathe, and you might as well just go home and wither away because you're worthless. Oh, I'm sorry, was I exaggerating? Was I maybe putting words in his mouth? How does it feel? If you're going to make accusations, you better be able to back them up. If you're going to make, you know, statements that are portrayed as being a truthful quote, you ought to be able to back them up. Everybody I've ever heard testify at a school board meeting, and I've only been to about six or seven of them in the last year, um, has always been generous towards the teachers, has always been generous towards the librarians, because we know that they feel like they have no other choice. We feel like they have to toe the line. We understand that. You're being threatened by somebody that is an authority over you. That's also an abusive workplace. It's funny that the chief law enforcement officer, right? The DA, Greg Willis, is being accused of having a hostile workplace 
um, by some other people that no longer work there, yet they were able to go find other employment. And we have hundreds of teachers or other personnel at the school district that feel like there's nowhere else to go. Or if they do go, they feel like if they ever say something, they'll be blackballed and never, ever able to get another job within the education establishment again. How is that not the same thing? How is that not worse? If you were a teacher and you feel as if you have no other choice but to play along with this non-scientific mumbo-jumbo, right? If you're a teacher and you feel like, maybe I probably ought to not be okay with abusive children. Maybe I ought to be okay with not placing pornography in the hands of minors. Maybe I ought to say, you know, this... revisionist history that basically portrays anything that happened uh, from 1619 forward is that all the fault of evil white men, particularly if they are Christian and straight, maybe that makes you uncomfortable, but if you're afraid you're going to lose your job and your career, you have a vested interest in not saying anything. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's a certain percentage of you out there that don't care, and there's probably even another percentage that nobody thinks about that is actually okay with this and thinks this is a good idea and thinks that this is the truth. Okay, I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for the people that just have the slightest tinge of guilt for putting this in front of children. I'm talking to the people that feel like they will have their lives destroyed. We're standing up not only for the children that are being abused and being warped, being indoctrinated with, quite frankly, hateful (laughs) mindsets, we're speaking up for you as well. As as a teacher that's under fire, as a, a school district employee that feels like they're not allowed to have their own thoughts, we're speaking up for you as well. Now, we don't expect you to rally to our cause. We don't expect you to thank us publicly. We just want you to go and vote for your new bosses. The school district can be changed if we just get three new people in there that are willing to listen, that are willing to adopt a different mindset, that are willing to actually protect minor children, that are willing to look forward to the idea that we can agree to disagree. We're all adults here and we're not going to punish people for unkind thoughts or worse yet, unapproved thoughts. You know, I remember when I went through school, we read 1984, not as a handbook of how to run things, but as a dystopian novel of what a terrible outcome this would be. Between that and Brave New World, I've been watching the world around us unfold, and I just can't help but wonder, did these people actually believe this is a good idea? I'm concerned, but that's where we're at. And we deal with the idea that one individual thinks he runs the entire city. Enough so that not only does he run his little fiefdom at the city hall, he goes to the school board. And then that wasn't enough, so he went to the Frisco school board. I imagine it'll be a matter of time before he goes up to the Prosper school board. And hopefully he gets the same greeting at the Prosper ISD that he got at the Frisco ISD, which is, get out of here, this is our town. But we're stuck with him now for two more years. And that's okay. He's one guy with a rubber stamp majority on the city council. And 
by and large, they, even though they do some things that are really, really challenging to the mind, they haven't blown things up just yet. They, they haven't put us past the point of no return. Now, I, I've talked about the Highway 5 thing. I've talked about the new City Hall complex. I've talked about the 380 bypass, no bypass. I've talked about the airport. All these things are very important things. But you can only spend so much money. And you only have so much tax base to worth, work with. We always prided ourselves on being a nice bedroom community. And those that are in authority now want to alter that. And okay, apparently the majority of the people that live here kind of sort of want that. That's okay. I don't, I don't hate on that either. But it seems to me that from going from a nice bedroom community that then has some nice retail or businesses in place, the answer isn't to dump a bunch of multifamily housing, high-density uh, developments in place. Yes, the land is expensive. And right now it's inordinately expensive because quite frankly... There's a bubble. And why would you encourage people to make things and build things during a bubble where they're only going to lose their tail at the at the end? Unless, of course, you're planning on bailing them out. Unless, of course, you're planning on sucking that debt out of their loss and putting it on we, the taxpayers. I'm really not enthusiastic about that at all. I think it's a bad idea, but I don't know because you're not honest. You don't talk about what it is you're really trying to do. You don't talk about your end goals. The so-called great motives were supposed to just take you at your word. I'm sorry. That doesn't work that way. And the passing the buck and holding nobody responsible, that's gotten really old. And, and I expect to some degree... The school board picked up on that from the nonsense that goes on in the city council. And I also would assume that y'all learned that lesson from what went on in Plano for the last 10, 15 years. Well, it's not going to work forever. There's going to be a comeuppance. In two years, the mayor goes away. Don't know who his replacement is just yet. And maybe, just maybe, they'll try and change things so that he can get a third term. But I'm not really worried about that. Because quite frankly... I'm not really worried about him at all. Why should I? Yeah, the guy got 70% of the vote. Okay. The guy before him got like 98% or 95% or 94%, well over what he got. Because nobody wanted to run against the guy except some kind of token thing. And I get running a token opponent. I do. I really do. I appreciate it. So what do you want me to say? You can win an election, but it doesn't mean you get to abuse the rest of your population. You can win an election, but it doesn't mean you've got carte blanche to do whatever you want to the city. You can win an election and get your rubber stamp city council, but it doesn't mean you get to ignore everybody else. We are a representative republic. You have to recognize and protect the rights of all the minority groups within your city within your county, within your state. That's why we have an established system of rights. But I know you won the election, so you get to do what you want, within reason. But at a certain point, you're going to lose that protection. You're going to lose that gavel. And you're going to have to face the rest of us at the same level. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But maybe, just maybe, that may weigh heavily on you. What are you going to be when you're no longer the mayor? I wonder 
Also, if Amy Dankel feels the same way, her time is coming to an end. If she doesn't get outright replaced as the uh, school board member, she may very well no longer be the president of the school board. I wonder if she feels like, I'm nothing now. I wonder if that's a concern. If you go to bed at night thinking about the fact that when my time is up, my time is up. I'll have achieved everything that I ever expected to achieve. I wonder, does that weigh on you? Is it a problem? I mean, I know people with giant egos. They just want the next best thing. They want the next biggest thing. But I'm here to tell you, it's not going to happen. There's no way forward. Congratulations. You're the mayor of the city that, if we're real lucky, you won't put into a dead oblivion. You're the mayor of a city that tolerates you, that you sold a false bill of goods, that you were a good little moderate Republican, when in fact, you're nothing of the sort. And you may fool some of the people all the time, and you may fool all the people some of the time, but you're not going to fool all the people all the time. We've got your number, we know who you are, and you're free to do as you see fit, but just know your time is coming. And you may not know defeat here on earth, but just like everybody else, someday you're going to stand before your maker and you're going to have to explain the things you've done. Oh, and if you, in case you were just thinking I was talking about only George, oh no, I'm talking about everybody in leadership, city council, school board, right? They're all going to have to face their maker. And at least for the uh, three Baptists or claimed Baptist on that school board, I would imagine that's going to be a very interesting conversation because if they're real Baptists, they really think, and I, I agree, but they really th- ought to think about the fact that they're going to be standing in front of that Bama seat or worse yet, the great white throne. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I don't know what the outcome is going to be for them. I know what my outcome is. And I wouldn't guess for anybody else. But you ought to be really worried when somebody thinks they know better than everybody else. That little petty little tyrant syndrome never ends well for the rest of us. Sooner or later, God's going to cut you down. And with that... This was According to Callus. If you thought that was, I don't know, interesting, exciting, uh, informational, educational, or just downright depressing. (laughs) Didn't mean it to be. But you can help me out. We are going to hit our 50K today. So like, share, subscribe, comment. I would tell you there's a bell icon, but I honestly don't know there is. This is a podcast. It shows up on multiple forms of media, whether it's Spotify, Apple iTunes, or uh, Google Playlist, or YouTube. I'm there, and I try to be everywhere, and Facebook at the moment is still my friend. Wish I could say the same about next door. But do what you can. Get the word out. What happens in the local elections in McKinney, Texas matters. And some would say it matters most. I will just say that you cannot have a future if you don't lock down what's going on out your back door. And with that, this is According to Callus. I will see you on the other side.